God's word on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do what it says. Then you will truly be successful. Keep God's word on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do what it says. Then you will truly be successful. Welcome everyone to Worship in 66. We are at day 25 of our 90 day challenge. The topic is God speaks through storms. Wow. God speaks through storms. God speaks through storms. I'm not going to try to rap y'all. Listen, we are still in the book of Job. Job 38, the first verse, it reads this way. Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. He said, who is this that obscures my plans with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundations? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? On what were its footings set or who laid its cornerstone while the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy? Who shut up the sea behind doors when it burst forth from the womb? When I made the clouds its garments and wrapped it in thick darkness, when I fixed limits for it and set its doors and bars in place, when I said, this far you may come and no farther, here is where your proud waves halt. Have you ever given orders to the morning or shown the dawn its place that it might take the earth by the edges and shake the wicked out of it? The earth takes shape like clay under a seal. Its features stand out like one of a garment. The wicked are denied their light and their upraised arm is broken. Have you journeyed to the springs of the sea or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been shown to you? Have you seen the gates of the deepest darkness? Have you comprehended the vast expanses of the earth? Tell me if you know all this. What is the way to the abode of light? And where does darkness reside? Can you take them to their places? Do you know the paths to their dwellings? Surely you know, for you are already born. You have lived so many years. Have you entered the storehouses of the snow or seen the storehouses of the hail, which I reserve for times of trouble for days of war and battle? What is the way to the place where the lightning is dispersed or the place where the east winds are scattered over the earth? Who cuts a channel for the torrents of rain and a path for the thunderstorm to water a land where no one lives, an uninhabited desert to satisfy a desolate wasteland and make it sprout with grass? Does the rain have a father who fathers the drops of dew from whose womb comes the ice? Who gives birth to the frost from the heavens when the waters become hard as stone? When the surface of the deep is frozen, can you bind the chains of the Pleiades? Can you loosen Orion's belt? Can you bring forth the constellations in their seasons or lead out the bear with its cubs? Do you know the laws of the heavens? Can you set up God's dominion over the earth? Can you raise your voice to the clouds and cover yourself with the flood of water? Do you send the lightning bolts on their way? Do they report to you? Here we are. Who gives the Ibiz wisdom? 
or gives the rooster understanding? Who has the wisdom to count the clouds? Who can tip over the water jars of the heavens when the dust becomes hard and the clods of earth stick together? Do you hunt the prey for the lioness and satisfy the hunger of the lions? When they crouch in their dens or lie in wait in a thicket, who provides food for the raven when its young cry out to God and wander about for lack of food? And that ends God telling us off today. Praise the Lord. Our worship thought today is very simple. God speaks through the storm. I know you already know this, but indulge me. Words are powerful tools of communication. When you use them well, they will always glorify God. But when you don't use them well, you may bring unnecessary drama into your life. I'll never forget sitting in this huge conference and the lady preaching said, look at your neighbor and say, I'm broke right now, but the storm is passing over. I looked at my grandmother. My grandmother looked at me almost immediately after both of us burst into laughter. You see, everybody got that person that you shouldn't sit next to in church because if they give you the right face, y'all are going to lose it. I could tell she was thinking the same thing I was thinking, but we didn't say a word. <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone around us was screaming, I'm broke right now, but the storm is passing over. <laughs> My grandmother waited until it got really quiet. Then she screamed. I may be broke, but even if I was, you ain't going to tell me to tell everybody in this room. I couldn't agree with her more. Often we are arrested by our words and then we get upset when we can't post the bail. Take, for example, the use of the word storm. In church, a storm is a common metaphor we use to talk about going through. Many people shout when the pastor announces the storm is passing over. But most times what we call a storm is actually a stream. And when we don't put forth the effort to really differentiate the two, we end up dramatizing our lives. Yes, we do. When we don't put in the effort to connect the sermon to our real life story, we end up saying amen to things that aren't necessarily true. If the truth were told, few of us have been through a real storm every single week of our lives. A real storm causes catastrophic, irreparable damage on our life's boat. A real storm is life or death. It's the back to back tirade of issues that happen so violently you can't come up for air. And if we have dealt with the real storm, I doubt very highly that you go through one every Sunday at 9 a.m. and every Wednesday at 830. Let me tell you what a real storm looks like. My friend lost her three-year-old baby to a freak accident. She dropped him off at daycare. Three hours later, he swallowed a thumbtack. Minutes later, he was dead. And that's a storm. Another friend of mine lost his father to a heart attack and the very next year lost his wife to cancer. And that's a storm. Another friend went to work and found out he had no job. When he got home, he realized he had no home either because everything was swallowed up in a fire. Those are storms. So let me ask you again, what are your current storms today? You don't have a car to drive? Well, well, that, in my opinion, might be a stream. You see, public transportation will save you gas money and you could possibly be missing out on your lifelong friend because you didn't catch the bus. Don't be too bougie to catch the bus. The bus saves lives. So what's your storm? You don't have a boyfriend. 
Well, that might be a stream depending on your age bracket, right? There are men and women hooked to respirators right now as you are listening to me speak to you. They're gasping for one last breath so that they can say I love you to their spouse of 50 years or to their child or to their mom. Their children born with diseases they didn't ask for. Have you really been through a storm this week? Be honest. If the lights were turned off, be creative. I always say buy some candles and celebrate Jesus's birthday with the kids every day. They will be ecstatic. If your car was repossessed, pray for a carpooling friend. Help them out with gas every once in a while. My point is ask God to give you wisdom. Ask him to filter your storms from your streams. I know for me, Sometimes I can be a bit of a drama king, and I know that I'm not even always going through a testimony. Sometimes we're going through a t, not even a test, a t. <laughs> you may be overreacting about something Job wishes he could have said was his only problem. Which leads me to my next point. I've only read through the Bible, the entire Bible from cover to cover twice in my life. Each time was amazing, but the last time I read it, I stumbled across Job 38 and 1 and it shook me to my core. It really helps to read scripture in context from one chapter into the next. And when you do, you will discover that for 37 consecutive chapters of the 42 chapters in the book of Job, Job is talking. Job is taunting. He and his friends are playing double dutch with theodicy. For three cycles, Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar attempt to tackle the age-long question, why do bad things happen to good people? They think that they are consoling Job, but in actuality, they are doing everything opposite than that. The others in the Bible testing one, two, these are the result of sin. In their eyes, Job's suffering derives from God's judgment, and as such, it is warranted. Job, in response, goes through all of these phases, lamenting his birth, anticipating his death and scorning his friends for 37 chapters. And God says nothing for 37 chapters. He lets them go on and on and on, and they never reach a clear resolve. Of course, God hears, but he waits until chapter 38 to open his mouth. When God finally speaks, the Bible says something fascinating. Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. Whoa. Most of us believe God will speak to us before the storm, like he did with the disciples when he told them to cross over on the other side. Or we believe God will speak to us after the storm to help make sense out of all of the nonsense. But what happens? What happens, my friends, when God speaks to you through the storm? What happens when God takes the broken pieces and builds a sermon around your current situation while you are in transition? What if God is using this storm of grief to speak to you? What if God is using the storm of relational difficulty to speak to you? What if God is using this storm of financial depravity to speak to you? What if God is using the storm of contentious criticism to speak to you? What if God is using the storm of familial disconnection to speak to you? What if God is using the storm as an external opportunity to teach a practical lesson? What is the storm God is using to speak through? What if God's message is not the moment where you get the aha 
after the storm passes? What if God is using the wind of the storm to speak right now? I want to encourage you to adjust your perspective. Everything you are going through matters to God. He's not waiting until the happily ever after. He's not waiting until the wind ceases. He is speaking to you in this storm. I am reminded of when Jesus tells the disciples to cross over to the other side. The storm comes up, the waves and the wind, and they get afraid. Crazy thing is Jesus has already told them they will get to the other side. So I wonder if God is using the wind and the storm to show us something about himself. I wonder if Jesus was trying to get us to examine our faith tank versus our fear tank. What if this entire episode of your life is about trust? Trust that the God of the wind and the sea is able to get you to the other side. Trust that the God who has never been caught by surprise is able to get you where you need to be. What if the lesson, my friends, was in the wind on the sea and not in the words of your friends? No matter how smart you become, never forget God is smarter than you. When Job is humbled, God challenges Job to then do something hard. Job has to pray for his friends. He didn't even know that this particular prayer would give him what he lost. Job, in fact, does get double for his trouble. But let me be clear. Job never gets the daughter back that he lost. Job never gets the livestock that he lost. In the same way, some of us have experienced so much loss that the new thing only reminds you of the old thing, the thing you miss. The thing that you're accustomed to. This, my friends, is a storm that God is speaking out of right now. And I believe as you handle your duties that God will bless your try. I know, Job, it's been rough. But just put one foot in front of the other and try. Declare, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Declare, I am more than a conqueror. Declare, nothing is impossible for you. Declare, I believe. Lord, help my unbelief. Declare that nothing shall by any means hurt me. Declare, Lord, I will praise you in this storm no matter where I am. As you are declaring, God is turning. As you are declaring, God is turning. As you are speaking, God is settling. Job 42 and 10 says, then the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. I wonder what God is turning as you are attuning. I wonder what God is turning as you are attuning. Today, don't make a storm out of a stream. If you change your perspective, God will give you the peace that surpasses understanding. So what is the worship work for you today? This is going to be weird, but I want you to hear me. Turn the volume up in your storm and listen for your Savior. sure by now God you would have reached down and wiped our tears away stepped in and saved the day but once again I say amen and it's still raining as the thunder rolls I barely hear you whisper through the rain I'm God who gives and takes away And I'll praise you in 
Don't praise you in this storm 